Welcome to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. Hydropods are John Dooley and Gary Glover. They reside in Portland, Oregon, and while passing through town, they drop by the KHSU studios to explain their creative mix of strange spoken word and music. So, uh, John and Gary, you're both uh, hydropods? Yeah, hydropods. Hydropods. And uh, are you human, or what? what's the... Well, we are mostly human, uh-huh. uh, and big bags of water, really. Uh, how did the name come about? Um, we entered a contest to be on an anthology, um, and just had like a pot-related song, and so we did like a pot-related name, but... It kind of stuck, and it you know changes its meaning as time goes by. Right, right. The piece that we in- entered uh, about pot when we first did this back in '95, '96, something like that. We actually just recently won a, an American Marijuana Music Award uh, oh. for uh, best poetry. Oh, great! So great. it's come full circle, sort of. And how about you, John? You're, uh, I know you're a former slam poet. Is that true? Uh, I was on the Portland slam teams, and I was on the, the Nationals three years in a row. Uh-huh. Um, but started off just being a stand-up poet, basically, uh-huh. um, doing open mics and readings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then got into the slam and then kind of got out of it, and we're doing this. Yeah. So where are you from originally? Um, Portland, pretty much. Uh-huh. I'm from Pittsburgh, but you know, moved out here when I was a kid. So, and then, and you both have lived here in Humboldt County, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trinidad, Arcata, West Eureka, Haven, West Haven. Yeah, yeah. You know, they say if you uh, if you leave, you always come back. Right. You guys have stayed away for a little while. Um, actually, I lived here a couple of years ago again, and oh, okay, <laughs> then moved gotcha. back. But yeah, it's like the Scotty dogs. You know, they repel, they attract, and. Uh huh. <laughs> True. Right That's now true. we're we're end to end instead of you know end to end. Right, right. Let's talk about uh, some of the pieces here. This was an odd one. I thought oh, free monkey. What is this? It appears to be a li- literally an ad. It's it yeah. It's, it's a found poem. Uh huh. Free monkey. To good home. We have a young spider monkey named Mr. Peepers that we have to find a home for since we're moving. He is an adorable little friend who needs a good home. We were unable to sell, so he can be yours if you think you can take care of him. He already knows how to use the toilet, so all you need to take care of him is some space and plenty of bananas around. 503 248-4098 in the Portland area. Ask for Gaylord. Um, I don't think I changed anything, um, in, uh, including the phone number, uh, which I've dialed since then, and no monkey, no Gaylord. So I don't know what's, right. what's happened to those two. Yeah, I'm surprised you put the number on there. Did you have any cause for pause about putting someone's number on? There? No, because he posted his phone number on Craigslist. I oh, mean, right, right. you know, it's fair, uh, fair game. It's fair game. <laughs> Everything about it was quirky. Uh, uh-huh. His description of the animal, 
Um, what that it likes bananas. You should have plenty of bananas. You know. That's kind of obvious, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. And then and, and the monkey's name, Mr. Peepers, I thought was hilarious. Oh boy. And then uh, it leaves the phone number and then says, "Call Gaylord." And I just thought, <laughs> I, w- I, there's nothing I could do to make this better. It's perfect. <laughs> Feeling useless and hurt, one purple dawn, Moon slid down from the sky and took a stroll on boardwalk. She wanted some time to herself. She wanted to browse the shops. She had some caramel corn. She bought a pair of red leather pants, just a little too tight. Everywhere she went, Moon resented sun. He glowered upon her, insistent, intrusive, smugly, and overpowering. You're always shining on me, Moon hollered. Quit shining. Sun burned a little brighter. Losing her cool, Moon bought a heavy red brick and hurled it at Sun. Falling short, the brick plunged ineffectively into the sea. Feeling miserable, Moon took back her pants, exchanged them for a sensible blouse, and stamped back home. In all wisdom, or was it instinctual, Sun baked another brick. Moonwalk falling short. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's just a a pure fantasy piece. and it wasn't really a challenge, but, you know, I, I like to give myself a try this kind of mm-hmm. thing. And in that instance, it was, you know, the difference between uh, the sexes. So yeah. uh, no matter what men do, um, it's going to, like, piss women off and vice versa, <laughs> right? I <So. laughs> also thought of it, too, about, you know, normally in poetry, you know, the moon and the sun. It's so right. romanticized. And here you've got them, like, you know, buying really bad pants that don't fit and right well there's walking the boardwalk tripping around you know just like we do in a lot of uh submission guidelines uh, that i've read say no poems about the moon and Uh so (laughs) i wrote a poem about the moon you know like no no poems about cats so i write one about cats like yeah there was a, a handbook that a friend of mine gave me and there was a section about bad poems, you know. Mm-hmm. And I immediately went to the bad poem section, and I wrote a bad poem. Because I <laughs> yeah. thought this is, I don't know, it's just an inclination, I guess, you know. Something about it. <laughs> I mean, who really wants to admit that they wrote a good poem? Right. I right. mean, it's, uh... She liked it a lot. She thought it was a really good poem. Let's see. You can't win, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your influences, like musicians or... Um, Movies, comic books, or fortune cookies, whatever you're, what, what things are you interested in that turn you on over, over the years, over your life? It's creative stuff. Um, I like the, the weird stuff. I like weirdos and, you know, iconoclasts and people who just do things a little differently than everyone else. And, right. uh, it goes with music and writing and entertainment. How about some specifics? Specifics? Yeah. Um, music you listen to when you're oh, younger well like you know russian train songs and scat you know there you go <laughs> my favorites uh i i did ask i guess it's my fault right no that's all right uh it, there just seems to me to be so many different influences it's mm. hard to you know pin a few writers down or yeah 
you know, I, I've read you know a lot of modern poets and uh, a couple of the classic poets, and I'm not so much into the these and thous. You know, I, I like modern language. How to write alone. When there's no place left to smoke, your parents are dead, or should be. Every cell in your body seems to lack social worth and communal courtesy. A future heart attack needles at the inside of an artery, tapping for gaps. Your legs are numb from standing up to the world. You are petless, dumbfounded, lost in a blank purple universe, devising newborn inky nebulas, sucking licorice milk from oily, disturbing udders. When your gut can't pretend to forget anymore, you want to pull grenade pin, stick the pineapple up your ass, and run for the Olympic Peninsula like an ejaculating god, rather than live and die like a pitiful moth in a puff. When your fingernails hurt, they smell like every shitty thing you've ever done. They will never truly be clean. Failed relationships, the succubus blonde, the succubi redheads, the brunette who just plain sucked. When steaming emotions pour slowly upon you like poached jellyfish. When you can actually hear the moon's orgasm sighs, the sun singing, and planets grind like marbles in your mouth. When you can't stop yourself from snapping at Harry or someone like him. And it's the 15th time you've promised yourself you'd move on gracefully to let the rain assail your bare chest with hope that another day could be a better day, despite history and common sense. Hunger, tickets, bills, someone bitching at you for money, walking around smelling sex everywhere. Pinch that pen, take a swig of desperation distilled, and carve your name onto paper. We have to talk about this, and it's, I think you can see it as a centerpiece for the show here. Lobster Boy. Oh, Lobster Boy. Yeah, that was on our first album, uh, Race Course Exit. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the real Lobster Boy. A real freak. Yeah. Actual f- real freak. And he, he was abusive, um, yeah. cruel, vicious, um, beat his wife, beat his kid, you know. And his wife, who was also a circus freak, uh, killed him. Right. Uh, tried to hire a guy to kill him, um, and so they, she and this other guy did time, uh, yeah. and she immediately got out of prison and married a freak. You know, like <laughs> as if she wasn't hadn't had enough of that. Addicted to freaks. Addicted to freaks. Mm. Mm. Lobster boy. He was actually lobster man, and he had a couple kids that are still alive that had the same affliction. And it's you know birth defects. He had claws for hands claws for feet, couldn't walk, scooted around, and was just a real angry guy, and took it out on everybody. Ballad of Lobster Boy. Circus Wedding. Lobster boy. 
flambo. While I can. Carnival atmosphere. Circus freaks. Lobster boy dead. Murder. Media circus. Sexual abuse. Blackjack. Headbutting. While I can. Hitman. Conviction. Clambo. Conviction. Judge. Sexual abuse. Claw like hands. Claw like hands. Prison. Claw like hands. Later, future, parole, good behavior, no murder, release. Carney job. Circus train, sexy, crawdad boy, claw-like hands, claw-like hands, you know locally we had a, a original musical that Del Arte put on called uh, Craw Daddy, A Freak Tragedy. <laughs> and uh, nice. and it was quite twisted. It, it actually depicted, um, you know, these freak relationships mm-hmm. and uh, their offspring, and you got to see it in action and what was happening. And and uh, and they did it, uh, I think, in, in uh, conjunction with this theater group in Calgary, and they ended up going up there and performing it as well. Calgary but it was excellent, but quite quite dark and twisted. But uh, Sounds great. Certainly, by the end of it, you were just like, "This is kind of us." Right. That was the point: was that the yeah. audience is there, and there isn't much of a line between the two. There are no freaks. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what changes it from something you've written on the page to something that you become a spoken word piece that you'd present to Gary? Is there something you're looking for for a performance in front of a crowd that would take it to that next level? Yeah, it's. Um I write plenty of stuff that just really isn't worth reading out loud. You know, it's something to be read. Uh, but for a performance piece, I like to have something, you know, that pops and has uh, loud words and, uh, you know, kind of shake you by the shoulder stuff instead of, um, you know, it's like trying to entertain somebody at a party or at your house if they're just sitting there sad and moribund. <laughs> uh, 
sometimes you really got to jump at them to get a get them to have a good time. So uh, that's what I like to do. I don't like to wait around for them to enjoy it. I, I like can pretty much force them to do it by the sheer force of the performance. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot like the slam poetry, right? The emphasis is on inclu- involving the crowd and reaching out and really grabbing right. them in a short period of time. I guess right. And you have a lot of shorter pieces that are seems like short stories and they really have a, you know they grab you right away and yeah I no do wasted time prose pieces as well as you know more poetic stuff but mm. so you you're performing uh music and spoken word in clubs and bars and variety of places i guess yeah, clubs um, bars uh you know we've played to big crowds we've played to one r- pissed off bartender so you never <laughs> know what's going to happen if people are going to show up or not right so uh, how does it go over generally? Um, we, get, we get a good reaction, yeah. like uh, the show we did this weekend in, or in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a f- full house packed wall-to-wall. Uh, people were hanging from the rafters, sitting on the staircase on the floor in front of us, you know, uh-huh. cheering, wow. clapping. Uh, you know, it was, makes it worth it. Gary, what's your philosophy with the music you come up with for... For, uh, John's work. What do you think about when you're putting some music together? Well, I, I like to get a hold of a piece and I'll mull it over and if it's moody, I'll try to come up with something moody or if it's peppy, something peppy or something slinky. You know, I really try to uh, sculpt it to the piece. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's your musical background? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I've been playing for about 30 years and college educated and been teaching and um, doing studio work and uh, engineering for a number of years mm-hmm. and uh, just love doing this yeah. I had to go f- in my head from not wanting music like song based song formatted music it just wasn't working and people expected us to do other things um, like sing and dance around and, and stuff and uh so Gary and I had a long talk about let's just make music that moves forward with the piece, no breaks, you know, no bridges, and uh, kind of just push it and then end as quick as possible, just, you know, off the cliff, that's it, that's all you get. No, no setup, no, you know, super long fades and and uh, no chorus, you know, just maybe just a slow climb or, uh, you know, quicken the pace or something i think it makes it easier for the audience as well to actually focus on the writing which is the uh, centerpiece of what we do it's not a sing-songy band thing we tried the band thing for a while and like john was saying they were expecting something completely different because there's a band there what no singing really it's it's the makeup if it's a duo more Mm-hmm. then they see it more as maybe an, a performance or art performance right I think so. th- than a band playing a gig right. and, and then they, they focus appropriately it sounds like we don't have a band we're not going to be a band again ever no, no. Um, I'm actually just playing acoustic bass now live yeah, yeah. and it seems to go over pretty well yeah. and we try to get in kick it and get out there you go Dad didn't get along with Mom's parents. One time, he took them to the Portland Zoo during their first trip to the left coast. There were prudes then, and there were prudes when they died. 
They were prudes when I attended their funerals, and they are remembered as prudes today by those who knew them. So the day Dad took him to the zoo, the giraffes were screwing, and such lofty encounters seldom go unnoticed, rarely forgotten. Dad thought it was a real hoot. The grandparents were struck dumb, struck dumb, and struck dumb. Dad knew it and tightened the screws. How about those giraffes, he mentioned, often and long after the event. It could have been deer or wolves or turtles, but it was giraffes, and they left a lasting impression on us all. Just perfect, Mom told his wide-placed grin. She knew, somehow, it was really Dad's fault those giraffes were doing it, right there, right then, right in front of the family masters. She knew it was his fault, and she told him so during a difficult divorce settlement. You know, I've written a lot of pieces about my dad because he was a kind of a character, and uh, he, and he loved telling stories, and and especially that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, anytime someone else is embarrassed, he has a good day. So. <laughs> And yeah, he definitely didn't like the the grandparents. So. Right. There was something shocking about seeing animals. Um, it can just happen any time, obviously. Too. There's no. Yeah. The, the lights don't go down or anything. Right. They don't buy any drinks or. No. You know, flirt. No. The, the giraffes. You know, you can't help but have this image or try to have an image of what that would be like. I never saw that on Wild Kingdom, but I <laughs> I thought <laughs> we, of, we oh. actually have an image of that on our on our MySpace. Oh, right. We have a video that uh, a fella in France, uh, Cyril Victor, um, did a stop-action uh -huh. animation. Right. And uh, he includes f photos of animals, including giraffes, uh, uh. doing it. But he has little X's over their eyes, so you can't really tell <laughs> who they are. <laughs> their identity was protected. I kind of, when I first listened to it, I you know, without seeing the video, I kind of pictured just a I don't know why, a, a, a pile of Tinker Toys. <laughs> Maybe because of all the legs and the, the necks and everything just, you know, thrown in a pile. Sticks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they appear to be brittle. Yeah. Giraffes do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. sure uh, how, they, how well they hold up under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, how about talk about the, the Fabulous? I love that one. The Fabulous. Yeah, um, it's, uh, <laughs> what is the fabulous? It's like an, like a fantasy anti-boot-step uh, kind of piece. Like, uh -huh. it's not really anti-religious, but um, it just takes the religious concept and, you know, kicks it into outer space, kind of. Uh, that didn't make sense, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Gary, what do you think of the fabulists? Oh, the fabs. Yeah, to me it sounds like... Uh, well, the interesting about the fabulous for me was that I had been like a songwriter up until we really started going with the hydropods, and so I was used to doing a verse-chorus format kind of thing. And I think that's pretty much the only one that's like a verse-chorus format. Um, everything else, you know, we've done since then musically uh, is not song oriented it's more of a, a soundscape mm -hmm. 
Um, so for me, the Fabulous was like the beginning of a new direction musically. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the content goes, it's it's a little theater of the mind for me. The Fabulists. Things are much better now that women are physically equal to men. Things are really safer for everyone now that things are evened up. Worlds spin faster now that we can tap into the currents of our orbit. Worlds wander into wonder less since we discovered more space. Things on our planet are better since we stumbled upon God wearing battle belts and bazooka gauntlets, trousers at his knees, whirling, hiding, just behind the moon. are better now that sexual organs are post-evolutional pinky toes, things of the past. We're not gender biased or specific. We are gender indifferent and proud of it. It's much better now that music is all the same and people are each that creamy blue iridescent color. Things on our planet are better since the fabulous took over. We don't have to fight for anything we want. We don't become unhappy with anything we are. We don't have to pretend to think anymore, question anymore. We love the fabulists. And our hearts are gratified. sensation. Things are better now that no one has to worry about anything. Now that we have the fabulists, things are just fine. So enjoy yourself. There is no need for anything else ever. are much better now that things are much better
Thank you for being on the Mad River Anthology uh, Hydropods. Well, thank you very much, Tim, for having us. And uh, sorry we were late. We were touring the campus. (laughs) (laughs) Impromptu touring. That's right. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to an interview plus CD tracks by Hydropods. And you can go to their website at www.myspace.com slash hydropods. And you can catch Hydropods performing live on Saturday, September 12th at 8 p.m. at Muddy's Hot Cup in Arcata. This has been the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. If you have questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. On our blog, you can find an online archive of past programs at madriveranthology.wordpress.com. The show is also available in iTunes. The Mad River Anthology airs the second and fourth Sundays of the month at 10 p.m. and is produced for KHSU, located at Humboldt State University in Arcata, California.